Welcome to Setting Captives Free Podcast. Jesus said, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Okay, good morning, everyone. My name is Eric Hurt, and I'm here with Mike Cleveland. We're talking about the book, The Gospel for the Church. And this is the second half of lesson number seven, uh, The Spirit Flows from the Cross. Mike, how you doing? You ready for another podcast? Yes, Eric, I sure am. I love, love, love doing these with you. This is the joy of my life. This makes my day. This ravishes my heart with the love of God to be able to sit here with you and to look into God's word and to just see this amazing sight that we're going to see. So yes, I'm ready. <laughs> and we're excited because of our new lives that have been given to us as by faith we have seen the cross uh, see that it was for us that it applied to us and we have joined Jesus in his death and powerful resurrection and in uh, the last podcast that we did we were talking about receiving the spirit upon belief you know uh, having our heart of stone removed um, being given a new heart and a new spirit, and then God's spirit. And this is how we're able to have rivers of living water flowing from our new hearts, rather than all the evil that used to be coming from our hearts of stone. And, you know, we're just so, it's just so incredible that it's not just a river of living water, but the spirit is considered to be rivers of living water. How awesome is that, Mike? Well, it's it, it tell it speaks to us of the multiple aspects of the spirit of God and the multiple fruits that he produces in us. You know, a river is 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 enough, right? A river that flows is incredible. If you get swept up in it, then you're moved down, you're transformed from one place to another. But multiple river, rivers of living water, I can't hardly believe it, although I do. And I've experienced the power of it. Amen. And, you know, this happens as we believe the message of the cross, as we take up our cross and follow Jesus uh, to be crucified with him and buried and raised to new life. And, you know, before in our old heart of stone, uh, we, we couldn't flow this these rivers of living water, but because we have the spirit, we begin to experience new desires. And we begin to experience as we are growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the flowing and then the outflow of the spirit, what we've received becomes, uh, uh, starts uh, flowing out from us. And we see that the fruit of the spirit, it says love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mike, this is just something that, that couldn't happen by our works. It couldn't happen by our buckling our seatbelts and gritting our teeth and trying harder. And, and this only happens 
by believing the message of the cross, believing that we died with Christ, that we rose with him anew. This is when we receive a new heart and a new spirit and God's spirit. This is when we receive life, isn't it, brother? Yes, it is. We were dead in sins and trespasses. We were under condemnation. We were just suffering and languishing in our sins under the curse of God, just waiting to die so that our body and our soul would be buried together. Um, and it was a horrible, absolutely terrifying place to be where we were under the law, where we were in sin, where we lived in the depravity of the lusts of our flesh. It was horrid. And that was what we produced with mm. the old dead heart and the old dead person. But coming to the cross, Eric, has taken this burden of sin off of me. It has raised me up from the dead. It's transformed my marriage because my wife and I are living in love and joy and peace and patience with each other, uh, evidencing kindness. We're not trying. I'm not trying in the, I'm dying, right? It's not the message of work harder, do better, be more patient with your wife. It's not a bee, the killer bees, be more patient, be more kind, be gooder, be more faith. No, a river, you know, if you were in a river, you're not trying to flow down the river. It's a fruit. It's a result. And Eric, it's, it ravishes my heart. And and I think your lesson today is saying that you get all this at the cross. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mike. And you just reminded me a couple, everything you say, I just love listening to it because it's the gospel and you're sharing from your new heart. And it's just so exciting. But you said something not long ago in one of the Marco Polos during through Galatians that you know, when we were in sin, we were in Adam, and we were taken out of Adam at the cross, and through the resurrection power put into Christ, and it's just so incredible uh, to consider now the Spirit living in us, flowing, like you said, these, the rivers, and you're not, it's not like you're trying, this is your new desire, this is actually who you are, Uh, this is who we are now, we, our desire is to is to see these flowing out from us, not like the old Eric and Mike, uh, but the new. And, you know, we see this illustrated, Mike, what we're talking about in the Old Testament that shows how the Spirit flows from the cross of Jesus Christ. Mike, would you like to read that passage? Okay, yes, here's the illustration of what we've been talking about. It's in Exodus 17. Verse 1 says, all the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted for water. And the people grumbled against Moses and said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, what shall I do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. Now, Eric, I got to stop for a minute and, and think. 
these people who've been grumbling and complaining and accusing Moses and by inference, God of not supplying their need, they see Moses going to God on them. And if I were them, I'd be trembling in my boots. I would be scared to death that I've, got, I've done it now. I've complained against God's leader and I'm just waiting to be smacked by God. And in verses four to six, you want to read that, Eric? Yeah, um, let's see. Verses four to six. Yeah, it says, Moses cried to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and all the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. <laughs> Mike, exactly what you said. They were, uh, you know, you, you would be shaking in your boots, so to speak. We would be thinking that the wrath of God is coming against us. But, but what does he do here? The incredible love of God displayed something for us very important here, didn't he? Yes, he sure did. If you think about it, he, he didn't strike the people. Uh, the people were guilty. The people were complaining, grumbling. They were the ones sinning. But he had Moses strike a rock. What, what did the rock do? The, the rock was innocent. The rock didn't do anything. And it's being hit. It's being beat. It's being like almost punished. Isn't that something? Can we see the illustration here? The innocent one was struck. Although we deserved to be struck, the innocent was struck. And the people were satisfied. They had water to drink. Now, how often does water come from a rock that was struck? I mean, Mike, this took a miracle. This was a miracle, and this is what God wants us to see, that it's his doing, that, yes, we deserve to be punished, but instead, God would show us the miracle of a substitute. God would show us a miracle of where our thirst and how we are to be forever quenched in our thirst. Now, these people would need to drink again, and regular water, we would need to drink again. But when we're satisfied in Christ, it is forever. <laughs> Our thirst is quenched forever in Jesus Christ. We don't need to, we, we, we love to go and look at the cross and receive from him the love that he continually pours in us. But we're satisfied, Mike. We're satisfied in our new hearts. We're satisfied with the new spirit he's given us. We're satisfied with his spirit living in us. And therefore, Mike, uh, the grace that we've received through Jesus Christ, this incredible grace doesn't make us want to go out and sin more. It makes us want to be more thankful for all that he has done for us. Isn't that right? Yes, it is exactly right. I think of uh, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 4 that tells us that the rock that followed the Israelites in the wilderness, the rock was Christ. 
And so we're not reading into this passage in Exodus to see Jesus being struck and hit and, and punished and beat. What we're seeing is the illustration that God wanted us to see, that we're the ones who did the sinning. You know, sin is characterized in scripture as thirst. We can't ever be satisfied. We're always looking for the new pornography. We're always looking for the, another cigarette, for an, another glass of, of alcohol. We, you know, gossip is a fire that started and it can't be satisfied. You know, sin is described as thirst, even as Jesus, when he was on the cross, said, I thirst mm. because he had become sin for us. And here these thirsty people in the wilderness of sin uh, were sinning. And Eric, where could they go to become satisfied? You know, here they are under God's wrath, going to be punished for their sin. But God diverts his wrath from them to a rock. And that rock was Christ. And Jesus was punished. If you're listening today, what you need to see is two things. First of all, the rock being struck is in your place. And second of all, it poured forth water. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit it, when, that flows out of Jesus' punishment on the cross. After Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, the, next, the very next thing in the storyline is God sent the Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Um, and, and this is how it happens. Do you want to know how to get the Spirit? Come to the cross. Watch him being punished in your place. Receive of the Holy Spirit who flows out of the punished Christ. And you will begin to drink in your forgiveness and drink in your justification and drink in the new life that God has for you. So, Eric, you've said it well. We're satisfied. Yeah, we don't have to. It, it doesn't make us long for the old life. Uh, like these people, why did you bring us up out of Egypt? You know, we don't desire to go back when you're completely satisfied. And I love how you said it, brother. This, the, this was an illustration of the Holy Spirit. Um, who satisfies the rock that was struck. And it clearly shows this was Jesus Christ, the illustration of what would happen, what would take place, uh, the dividing line of history where the new covenant was instituted through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, the one-time sacrifice that would satisfy forever and uh, that would take away our sins forever. Uh, where he would give you an, uh, his spirit and he would reside in you forever. This is our new identity. We're not, our identity isn't Egypt. In other words, our identity isn't our former life, our former slavery. We have an absolutely new life. This is why we went to the cross with Jesus and died with him. We saw Jesus becoming sin for us, drinking it all in so that he could pour it all out, pour out his life to us, his righteousness to us, his spirit in us, 
pour out his love to us. Mike, where else could we go? There is no other message that can give us life. Even the law could not give us life, for if there was a law that could give us life, then Christ died for nothing. But the law couldn't do it. The law couldn't do it. So Jesus Christ lived in our place. Um, He lived under the law so that he could free those who were held by the law. And this is just incredible. We we want people to see uh, their identity isn't in their former life. It is in their new life. It is in the life, you know, Jesus died so you wouldn't have to. Yes. Jesus paid so you, you couldn't anyway. <laughs> we yeah. couldn't pay. We wouldn't have enough of anything. It required blood, and we couldn't do it. Um, God did it for us, and that's the remarkable, beautiful, glorious message of grace and the gift of God that he has done it for us. And we can rest in his finished work. And like you said, I think in our last podcast, or you might've said it in this one, you said there was a mercy seat, but he didn't sit on it. That was, I love it. I love that. I don't think I've heard that before, but he did sit down eventually after Jesus died on the cross for us and rose from the grave, he ascended into heaven and sat down at God's right hand. And this is us, isn't it, brother? We have died with Christ on the cross. We have raised to new life, and we are seated with him in heaven. We are seated with him in our new life. What incredible, this is incredible love. You can't find this uh, you know, in the counseling of the world. In, in fact, we have the counselor living inside us, the comforter in us. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, this is, I wouldn't want to try to find a solution anywhere else because there isn't one. Amen. Well, you talk about false solutions and the solution of the world. I appreciate how you presented this, this lesson in the gospel for the church as being thirsting and the quenching of our thirst because look at the false solutions let's say your issue is pornography okay put a filter on that computer of yours does that quench your thirst um let's say you're struggling with being overweight go on this diet don't eat that food with carbs in it does that quench your thirst um you know, go to, go to your struggle is alcohol. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Does that quench your thirst? Does that make satisfy you? Does that change your heart, renew your spirit, fill you with hope, give you eternal life? Does it give you love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and self-control? No? Uh, come to the cross. That's the solution. This will, if you truly come to the cross and receive the outpouring, the flood, you know, not only can you drink it, but it'll just carry you down away from wherever you were before. And it will accomplish in you what the world's solution, what religion's solution could never do. So I really appreciate, Eric, how you brought up this fact of the quenching of our thirst, because I'll tell you this, brother. I have never drinking and been quenched like the cross has done for me. Um, Jesus thirsted so that I could be quenched. 
Mm. He suffered that I would be healed. He died that I would live. Brother, oh, the quenching. Oh, the, and you know, when he talked with the woman at the well in John chapter four, he, he said, I'm, I'm thirsty. Can you give me a drink? But it never says in John chapter four, it never shows that he actually had a drink. And yet, what did he do for the poor woman who'd had six husbands and the one she was, five husbands and the one she was living with was not her husband. He promised her uh, to quench her thirst. He said, he who drinks of the water I give him or her will never thirst again. So even though his thirst wasn't quenched, and this is a picture of the cross, isn't it, where he thirsted and yet quenches the thirst of all who come to him. Oh, brother, this quenching of my thirst is, I wish I had words to say it. I really do. That's why I have you here. You say it. (laughs) I think you said it so well. I was just basking in the message that you were just giving. Uh, It was so well said because you're right. There is nowhere else that we can have our thirst quenched. And I love how you said that Jesus, it's not recorded that he even took a drink. He was so concerned with giving out and then pouring out his very life that we might be satisfied and quenched forever. And this is why there, there is no other message like it, because other messages, like you so well said earlier, have to do with law keeping of some form from outside in. Will Jesus Christ and the message of the gospel is from the inside out. What can reach the heart of man? This is what was sick and wicked. And it is belief, believing in the fact that Jesus, the righteous, the perfect, the holy, the spotless, the blameless Lamb of God took it all away from us that we might become quenched, that might we might become as he is. He became as we were Uh, taking on sin, becoming sin, so that we can be as he has always been. Righteous, holy, spotless, blameless, without, without blemish, and totally quenched in our thirst. We will never thirst again because Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ has satisfied us and finished it. Oh, Mike, this is a message of hope a message of grace, a gift that will never be taken back. God doesn't give gifts and then take them back. He's a good, loving father who loves his children. And it is just an amazing life to live. Amen. Brother, I'm going to close in prayer. uh, But I just I want to thank you sincerely from my heart for writing this book. It has so encouraged me. We've heard from other people that it has truly blessed them. Um, I would love it if someone today hearing this message would go to Amazon.com and search for the gospel for the church. The reason I say this is if they'll read it, not only will their life experience this quenching of thirst, but those around them they'll have extra water. It's rivers of living water that flow in the life of the believer with a new heart. 
and so it will affect others. And I want so much to see this message of the cross get out. Um, Eric, let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, we know that you, our God, was in Christ, making peace between the world and himself. In Christ, God, you did not hold the world guilty of its sins. And you, you gave us this reconciliation, this message of peace. And that message of a suffering Savior, this, this message of the man of sorrows who died on the cross to give us the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, is absolutely quenches our thirst. Maybe someone's listening right now and they don't know that there's a place they can go, a fountain that's been opened for them to not only be cleansed from their sin, but to drink and be quenched from their thirst. Oh God, draw someone right now by the magnet of the cross that they might come and experience quenching of their thirst. And now they want more and more and they're drawn up and out of sin and they're drawn to the cross where they might die and they might live again as a new creation in Christ. I thank you so much for my brother Eric for the book that he wrote, The Gospel for the Church. I pray that you would uh, promote this book, oh God, that you would draw people to your son through it. And I just ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.